Welcome to the podcast season seven, episode four. And today we're going to talk about how not to diet a female. Uh, and this this follows through some. Well, actually, I, th- I think we all get messages from people on Instagram or elsewhere of people forwarding the most horrendous meal plans, you know, that that women have been on and. It's, it's not just a big problem here. It's a big problem, I think, worldwide. You know, there are coaches who might not even be qualified. And if they are qualified, that's even worse. Who you give out these meal plans that are quite, frankly, criminal. Um, so we thought we would address that today. And kind of for you as the client, like what red flags to look for. And if you are a coach... I don't know. Shame on you. <laughs> Shame on you, I guess. Oh, dear. But uh, yeah, I don't know, Andy, if you want to kick this off, I know you got a particularly nasty uh, looking <laughs> diet plan. Yeah, you know, and, and it does come from, you know, I think sometimes people look at women and, you know, especially competitors. So for meal plan, I was sent from competitors, she'd been on diet for five weeks. Her body barely changed. She felt terrible. She had no energy. She was doing two hours of cardio a day, and the calories were like, you know, I think pretty much working out. What would they work on? Six, like seven, six, six, seven, no, seven, they were seven hundred. It was, I think, eighty-four protein, fifty-four fats, twelve grams of fat. Yeah, no, fifty-four yeah. carbs. So it's insane. Uh, and then doing two hours of cardio on top of that. And then adding in, you know, things like trying to do in practice. So, you know, the reality is, you know, when you see a guy where he just feels like you know, I think people think that if someone's a competitor, you should just suck it up. But the reality is, you're not going to see a change. Like, literally, I looked at her first photo, looked at her week four, by photo, any difference. Yeah. There was not much change. No difference. And you're like, what? Well, okay, that's that's why she ended up. You know, she paid this person, you know, quite a lot of money, really. Yeah, you know, more than I was, I charge. And then really? you know, it came to me, and I was like, well, you know, you have to scrap that. You know, what? It's hard to take on a client like that, and you know, they wouldn't normally do it. Wouldn't normally take on a client five weeks out from a show or six weeks. You've been on such bad calories because it's yeah you know, it's hard to do anything with them. But the fact is, what they to me to do is show. You know, rather than do it in the healthiest way possible, then you know, then just try to do it themselves or carry on without meal plan. Yeah, because yeah, so, five yeah. more weeks on that would have yeah, been it death. Yeah, plus nothing but, would have happened. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, they took it off. All the period, um, you know, cramps, went to a point where she had to go to hospital. Mm, you know, bad. it was like, and yeah. And, yeah, so first thing I did is put, I had to put in the diet break. But mm-hmm. the thing is, when you're, you know, when you're six weeks out of competition, that can't be long enough. You mm-hmm. know, you know, in an ideal world, you know, I've got the calories up. For, for a month, 
So we fed up for a 48 hour period. And then luckily, because my calories were like way higher, like 1500, um, it was a lot more food for her to eat anyway. So she's feeling a lot better just having her calories doubled. Yeah. And in fact, being at, you know, just under 50 grams of a say fat, you know. Gosh, it's going up to a bottom level. So, you know, the reality is, you know, as we know, you just can't keep hammering, hammering, hammering calories down. You know, you can't expect people to, and this like from week one to week five, the meals were the same. There's no change in That's very... So, yeah, you know, it's not it's not like it was a sliding scale. It's like, here's the edge of the cliff. I'm now, it's a bit like 300 where it kicks him into the pit. Yeah, that's yeah, very... So, yeah, it's like standing up on the food into the dark pit. It's very lazy sort of coaching. Lazy. Also. It's like, the um, worst kind, honestly. Because if... How, clearly, coach had no idea of uh, what her off-season was like, first and foremost. Coach did not care about what foods she was eating or just how her life is to to just be like okay you know what here five weeks you know and then you're still sending me progress pictures and there's no change and i'm keeping you at 700 calories a bit uh, it's oh well one sign of no coach client relationship and then just it's just lazy like yeah yeah just and I'm, I'm guessing cardio just kept going up because it's two hours. Yeah, well, you, yeah, it's two hours a day. Yeah. Yeah, an hour, an hour earlier, an hour later. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things where this is our first show as well. Mm. Yeah, you want to, and this is something I always say, and I, you know, female competitors, the longer you can prep for, the better. Yeah. Gradual, can, gradual, can. gradual, gradual, gradual. You know, with it, you can even then, you know, a longer prep's better, I think, for the physique. But with women, you got to be so much more careful. You know, nearly every female competitor should be on like a 20 week prep minimum. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, just to do it really nice. You can put in a couple of diet breaks, get some refeeds, and just bring it in nice and slowly because, you know, as we know, the effects of dieting on hormones, especially reducing fats and carbohydrates. Yeah, I mean, reducing proteins on risk on the general health. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, I think even, it, you, especially if it's your first prep, you know, however long this one was going to be for that lady is nowhere near long enough. And it's, yeah, I think, yeah, for, 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 I know you do get down to some pretty grim calories when you are in a you know, going for a competition, not always, but for a lot of people, you know, that's just how it, 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 it might get to, because you, you are going to sacrifice your health at some point to look a certain way, but that's, you know, that's, that's your choice, but you can still do it in, you know, the healthiest way you can. And, you know, it's taking a a long prep. It's starting off, you know, the, well, actually it's, having a really good off season where you're building up your calories you know to a really good level so that by the time you get to go into a deficit you can diet off the highest amount of calories that you can 
And, you know, hopefully in your off season, you've built more muscle, which means that your metabolism is going to be higher at rest anyway. Um, and, you know, that just puts you in such a good starting point because, you know, if, if you've been someone who's, I don't know, been dieting a lot before before a show anyway, you, you need to have spent a really good amount of time not dieting. I mean, for a competition, I mean, six to 12 months, definitely you should be out of a, of a diet and and to start on those calories is just it's just a recipe for disaster like Yandu was saying like for women hormones I mean I, I would shudder to think what this is gonna you know it might not impact this lady now but for sure that is gonna catch up with her I mean even five weeks on that is a massive massive stress on your body you're gonna downregulate all your hormones, your thyroid, which is what controls your metabolism, because if you're not eating enough carbs and you're stressed, that is going to downregulate the thyroid. And, you know, your sex hormones, your progesterone, your estrogen, your testosterone, those are all going to be affected, not just from stress, you know, your body recognizing you are in a very stressful time, which, you know, diet is like a famine and your body will respond accordingly. And, you know, we need fat. You need fat to make your hormones. And 12 grams of fat ain't cutting nothing. And it's just, I, I, I just, I just, it just mind boggles me. And w the thing with hormones is that a lot of the issues can come, come out later. You know, because especially with when it comes to sort of ovulation, because it takes 100 days from for one of your follicles to go to ovulation. So whatever happened 100 days ago is going to affect you, you know, now. So there's so many repercussions from being on such a insane diet. And it just, it's just sad because it does not have to be that way. If you have a good coach, you know, who's also going to control your cardio, because I mean, I know Andy, you were on two hours of cardio at the end, but that's not, you know, from the beginning. And it's just, it's not sustainable, it's not healthy, and as this, you know, as you saw, it didn't give any results anyway, because if your body is so stressed like that, you know, your metabolism is going to adjust, adapt, um, and yeah, you're just not going to see any progress, so it's, it's a lose-lose situation. Yeah, you may, you may lose weight, and I've always said, you know, if you stick on a desert island, you starve them. Yeah. They'll lose weight, <laughs> but but it's not uh, yeah. It's a detriment of health. Also, you just don't look better. No. Nope. <laughs> you know everything. You know having that much protein, you can't hold muscle volume. Eating away at muscle, and you can't fix the muscle. It's just getting eaten to make up the calorie. You know, as we said, yeah, you have that muscle breakdown to feed the energy requirements. So you end up just looking smaller. Your physique won't change much in the way it looks. You just be smaller. And inflamed, and, I'm sure. Yeah, outside, you know, I always say to female competitors, bikini isn't about being you know, flat and shredded. It's about being full and round. It's, you know, it's about being lean, but actually remaining full. You want muscles to remain full, so you need carbs and you need muscles. But take out competitors, you know, women, you know, when they, they look online and they see a physique, they want to look, want to emulate theirs, 
know, they don't realise actually you've got to build muscle yeah. to have that toned look. Yeah, people ask that, yeah, I want to be toned. Well, toned just means you're lean with muscle. You know, you've got enough muscle. You're not, yeah, you're not shredded, but you know, you've got a little bit of muscle there. Um, you know, and for that, you need to want build muscle initially, or maintain the muscle you have built. If you don't enough protein and your energy balance isn't right, so you don't have enough carbohydrates to use as fuel, then, you know, if you don't have enough carbohydrates to use as fuel, you're going to start using the fat that you're taking in, right? So that 12 grams of fat suddenly goes really quickly of just moving around, not on hormone repair and, you know, your hair, skin goes to crap, things like this. Then, you know, the body's like, I'm just going to start breaking down. And it won't necessarily break down your fat, like, oh, you know, we might need those because you know, we're pretty stressed and we're going to keep on to those. So we're just going to start breaking down muscle because it's easier than the type of stress. And you just get watery. You can start retaining water. Yeah. You're going to just look, and you're just going to look worse. You're going to, you know, you, you, your scale weight may be going down, but what's actually looking at you doesn't look great. And I've seen this plenty of times female general population clients where they're like, oh yeah, I, I did like, I cut out one whole food before, I did juicing for a month and you know, it works for it, you know so that's sort of what we turn you know, I always say this to guys, you know, you eat enough do you want to be skinny fat? because that's what happens it's skinny fat, you know you, you, know, you get lighter but you just get a little bit softer yeah, body composition doesn't improve or change. Yeah. Exactly, and that's what it's about. It's not, not about position. And that's what it's about. And health. Keeping your health up there whilst changing your body composition. Yeah, yeah. And I know sometimes the body we've got to suffer the health a little bit, but it shouldn't be the whole you know, you should be healthy for the most part, Fred. Last few weeks, with the last couple of weeks when you start depleting, it's probably the only time really where you know health takes a backseat. Yeah. Yeah. Because you actually get deplete, drop your carbs, or manage your fats. You know, you drop carbs out, you still got to you know balance things out a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, was she experiencing any sort of menstrual cycle problems? As I said, yeah, she had really bad cramps to the point where. Oh, oh I thought you meant like leg cramps. Sorry. <laughs> um, no period cramps. Period cramps, yeah, right? Well, that's um, that's. The point where she was hospitalised, like she couldn't do anything. She had to go to hospital. That's so. Okay. That is just. That is the number one warning sign. My gosh, like, because your your hormones are so yeah. out of balance. I mean, that that that's. Mm. Wow, that's that's just scary. And I mean, a lot of women do lose their cycle when they compete. And I mean, some women are different. You know, they some will go below a certain body fat, and their body's just like, no, 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 no. You know, it's 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 survival over reproduction. If your body stresses you in a, a senses you're in a stressed environment, it will shut down, essentially ovulation. But um, but a lot of women do keep theirs. But you know, even competing, even competing, you shouldn't. 
that shouldn't be your expectation. No, 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 no. Right? There's a difference between you should be able to do most of your prep on with still having a normal menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to be fair, that scares a lot of women, and probably coaches as well, because, you know, with menstrual cycle comes changing hormone balances, weight shifting, and yeah. In fact, you know, I say, yeah, and that's why some coaches, bad coaches, have told people to go on like, birth control to stop periods during prep just because it makes their life easier. Wow. <laughs> Sadly. Wow, yeah. that is. That is horrendous. That is, that's gonna compound everything when they. That's quite like common. That is quite like common in the world. You know, coaches tell girl birth control essentially stop your period to make because then we can just sort of control the factors a lot easier. It's not something I would ever do, and I, I, you know, I would pay clients who have periods up to show day almost. Yeah. You know, yeah. it takes going to affect your your hormonal your reproductive health in the future and you know it can take months for hormones to kind of rebalance and you know it really yeah I mean already her having such bad cramps that she has to be hospitalized is you know your period is a vital sign of health like you can tell if something is not right in your body if you know you're having cramps that you need to go to hospital or if you're missing a cycle or if you've got extremely heavy bleeding or you know for her that sounds like some serious hormonal imbalance going on there um probably just estrogen yeah. dominance yeah it's not like you should you should just expect to happen no I... you know it's not it's not like um you know it's, it's one of those things where I think, you know, women in general don't realise that, you know, when we look at this a lot, people don't start understanding thyroid health and thinking if, you know, you, 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 know, you lose weight, you, you'll get your effect of, you know, deregulation of the thyroid, how that then affects oestrogen and testosterone and progesterone levels. They don't realise that, you know, it affects, and those things have knock-on effects, Aeroids, and even, you know, we can't look at, you know, hormones don't work in isolation. No, no. Everything's linked to everything. And then there's mood, you know, proper mood hormones, and, you know, cortisol, and, you know, then you start, you don't start sleeping, and, you know, then your dopamine receptors are off, and, you, you know, you start getting depressed and anxious. And, and you see this with female competitors, anxiety levels. Yeah, getting towards a show can make you anxious anyway. And you talk about prep breaks, you're low calories. And that's basically because your hormones are in the gutter that, you know, you start 
have the genetics the coach does all the work so yeah yeah it's like you said it's copy paste my prep diet and you find some of the competitors there's also the drug factor so they're they're adding um hormones externally so they're not really feeling the same way the natural women are feeling during prep because you're on low calories you have extra hormones from you know exogenous hormones and yeah you, you you just don't understand the process that other women are going to because you're not you're not used to individualizing anyone's training you just copy paste what your coach gives you to all the women you're coaching and well i'm guessing you'll be happy with the ones who are successful then you you'll just dig deeper holes for the ones who are not because you're thinking yeah you're just not working too hard but it, it's just your process isn't for everyone yeah and it's bad and because yeah so, sorry i was just trying to say that you know even worse as a woman <laughs> giving that out yeah, <laughs> yeah man yeah. when you think you would know a little bit about female hormones people just assume that what works then works for everyone and sadly yeah and just because you've got a female coach doesn't mean she understands female health <laughs> And the other part of that is, you know, you should be able to ask your coach questions of why we do everything. Yeah. You know, it gets a bit annoying as a coach if someone asks you questions about what we do. I have this, but I always answer still regardless. It's like, yeah. you, know, you, know, you, you know, you just keep hitting your questions. But I'd rather than not ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. And I, guess, know, I want people to actually learn and understand, you know. Yeah, and I guess sometimes. Like, you get questions you've probably heard but you don't really know about and it makes you want to go and learn more about rather than just tell the client you j- just do what i say and stop you know i always say to client ask a question if i don't know i will find someone yeah, yeah. who actually knows and you learn in the process 
Yeah, and you're learning yeah. too. I can learn. Yeah, we don't have all the answers. Yeah. I think that's such a, a good point that, you know, you as the client, you know, should do your research before. Like we've done a whole episode on like what, you know, you should be looking for if you want to do a bodybuilding competition. It's not just something you wake up and decide to do because, you know, like we were saying earlier, you actually need to have some muscle. And I think a lot of women who compete in bikini, you know, are not naturally very muscular you know because that that is the category i mean some have to downsize for it but most have to work pretty hard and that doesn't just come from being in a calorie deficit you need that muscle so you need to think i would say at least a year in ahead a year ahead profitably more so that you do an off season with a coach would be great if it's your first time and then you have time to do this nice long slow diet to see how your body responds, if you need to make any changes so that you're not stressing out as you're getting closer to the finishing line. And it's, yes, like we've said, your health will probably suffer a bit at the end, but it doesn't have to too much. So you might as well get a coach, you know, who knows what they're doing. And again, like we were saying, not just because they've done well, like honestly, that is such a poor way to choose a coach. And, you know, some of these, you know, coaches who, who, who've done well in bodybuilding, you know, it, it, it is often purely, well, not purely, but 90% genetics. It really is. And, you know, they could be eating whatever and probably look good. And it's, it's and, so uh, important to keep that in mind. We were, we were saying with Andy. But like, I always think that Molly Coleman, uh, I always think Molly Coleman, eight times Mr. Olympia, I wouldn't ask Wally Coleman for coaching advice. Never. <laughs> like, he doesn't have a clue. Right? He did what he was told to do. And he's always said that he did it to letter, he worked hard, great work ethic, something we can all copy. Work ethic great, he held down a job nearly his whole career as a policeman and still his training sessions and at his meals. But he was a genetic freak as well. Yeah. Very good at following what yeah. the coach said. <laughs> Uh, yeah, true, true, true. That's why don't you know look at you know don't just even look at coaches' clients. I would say that's a good indicator, but fact is every client's different. Yeah. Have a chat with a coach. Find out what their for life. You know, find out what their sort of knowledge base is. Have a good chat. You know, do your research before then. Then standing, then speak to a coach. Make sure we've got more of an understanding. You. Yeah, and sure. you know it of course money comes into the fact you know into you know into your decision making but don't just go for the cheaper option because you know that's and they look good like it might be worth spending that much more money on someone who actually knows what they're doing um so just another thing to... well, on the flip side, don't go for the most expensive option either well, yes. just because someone's cost more doesn't mean they're better either yeah it's true so, so. It's, it's, yeah. yeah it's again it's try and make sure yeah that they've actually got some knowledge see and i always say look at content 
on socials? Is it just, here's my client, being lost money? Or are we pushing out educational stuff? Yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I actually think I'd rather have be coached by someone who, you know, is an educator as, as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, not just, here's a meal plan, we've been told, and, uh, like drugs. And I think um, nowadays, I think social media is a good CV. It's like you said, just go and check. Do they take pictures of themselves, just them training? And like you said, just here's client A, two months later, client A, two weeks later. Like what happens in two weeks? But like even if they're putting that transformation, read the story under. Do they detail the process? Do they make you understand how it happened? Or is it just A? We were this B. We are good. Sign up for my coaching. It's it's a bit. Uh, <laughs> just use social media as a place to look at a CV. It's like a CV, and the coach is telling you this is who I work with. This is what I know. This is the progress I've had and etc. So one thing is don't don't reach out to coach first. Yeah. Reach out to them and ask about the process. Mm-hmm. You know, how long? Yeah. Because sometimes coaches, there's coaches online that use photos of people who've now left them. And, you know, within one show, bad, they left them, but they look good on show day. So that photo gets used. <laughs> but the reality is they would never work with them again. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember we said in another episode how. You know, it's so important to work with, especially after a competition, work with your coach after the competition. Because, you know, that, again, if you have been on 700 calories and you, you you compete and you just, you will go insane afterwards. Like, you know, if you have no coach and you've been on such low calories, you are going to probably go on a binge fest. And, you know, your, your body is primed it is absolutely primed to put on body fat in that phase afterwards so you know working with a coach a good coach for that reverse diet period afterwards i think is really important mentally as well you know someone who's experienced yeah i I agree with you um i had a client that she completed some degree um but after that she was like just just don't attract food and actually you know, we, we put it back on plan a couple of weeks ago because actually, um, you know, everything was suffering. You know, she was, you know, she had a period of, you know, it was a shock Yeah, She wasn't tracking. She, you know, she hadn't been tracking, which is fine, but she also wasn't truly intuitively. She was just eating. Yeah. It. But like, it wasn't like, you know, she looks fine, but the mental health side of things, she feels like super less organized, mm-hmm. you know, less motivated to do the training stuff. So it's, it's not, yeah, I, I love, you know, that sort of, you know, making the most of the rebound phase. Days off, non tracking. You know, even, you know, don't track, you know, maybe track that first week and then just try and be intuitive, but like within reason. Mm-hmm. You know, don't go out and eat ice cream every day just because you can or you know I'm going to eat a pizza every night you know because I haven't had one in 12. the whole point is the longer your prep is 
the less you go without. The shorter you leave your prep, the harder that prep becomes. Yep. <laughs> can become, and it becomes that famine and feast thing where, you know, you've got, suddenly you go without, everything's restricted. Once that veil's removed, and that barrier's removed, you're suddenly unrestricted, and you go, yeah, completely the other way. So, is the longer you can do your prep and keep, so, you know, have refeed days and, and, you know, I keep most of my clients up till within two weeks, three weeks of the show with at least one refeed day. So we don't then feel like we're missing out, you know. I'd rather go a little bit larger of the week and have a nice refeed day as long as it, you know, I always say, unless I find out they are like purely focused on the refeed day, it becomes like a big mental thing where we go, what's a refeed day coming up? And like the whole week based as well. We're up at like, you know, it's turning midnight, you know, come away and eat, yeah, eat crap. Because their refeed day isn't about, you know, just eating crap food. It's about, you know, eating, you know, slightly high calories, high fats especially. I was like, yeah, we can push your fats up, we can push your carbohydrates up, proteins, they the same. But it doesn't mean go crazy. It's like, I always say close to a show, eat the same foods, just add a little bit more fats, eat more carbohydrates with every meal. And, you know, yeah, and I think even... Way. But earlier, yeah. you, yeah, me too. No, I was just going to say, even more important for women to have those refeed days and, you know, if you can, diet breaks, just to help. I mean, the... Yeah. I mean, the metabolic downregulation is going to happen regardless, but you can mitigate that with refeed days because, um, you know, the increase, especially in carbs, that really helps support the thyroid. Um, and again, for women, very important. And the same, you know, keeping those fats up, um, that really helps with, with your other hormones and just, you know, just giving your body a bit of a, a break from stress. So that's where the diet breaks are really good, you know. And so if you've you've given yourself enough time, you can put those in as that's bringing your calories back up to your new predicted maintenance for at least a week. And that is just such a great way to take stress off your body, you know, restore your hormone markers a bit, you know, again, help with your thyroid health and just give you a mental break too. Because if you've given yourself, I say even 12 weeks, you wouldn't be doing a diet break in that. You know, if, if you've just got 12 weeks to a show, I doubt you'd, unless you were super lean to begin with, you would be doing a diet break there. So that's why just, you know, again, like when you're talking to your coach about the process, you need to hear them mention like a nice long, slow prep, refeeds, really important, and diet breaks. You need to hear all those good words in there. Um, otherwise I would definitely run for the hills and, you know, me, we were just talking before we started, like not, none of us give meal plans. I mean, Leon is the only one who's actually certified to give legally allowed to give a meal plan. But he still doesn't. So that's another thing to watch for. Like, unless you are a registered dietitian or a certified nutritionist and not just a nutritionist, you've not just done a certificate online, like actually you've gone to yeah. university for nutrition they're the only ones who are allowed to actually give you a meal plan us we may be very knowledgeable but we're still legally not allowed to give you one 
And we don't like to because it just makes you a robot. You know, you, you're not learning anything. You're not learning about portions. You're not learning about the nutritional value of food. It makes you even more kind of rigid because you're like, oh, well, I don't know what to do if I can't have X food. Um, so we, we don't like to do that. We give guidelines and we'll help you, you know, figure out what you need to eat. And that's the same for your prep because you can still fit in foods that you enjoy um, up to a point. I mean, you will have to get a bit stricter towards the end. And then we were saying like maybe in the last week or so, you your coach can give you more of a structured plan to follow because, you know, at that point, you're probably a bit of a zombie. and You're like, I just want to be told what to do. And I think that's fine. And it, it does get a bit more specific. But if someone is giving you a plan that's telling you to eat, whatever it was, like 50 grams of oats, broccoli, eight strawberries, from the get-go, you know, that is A, illegal, and B, it's not helpful to you either. Mm-hmm. So watch out. Yeah. <laughs> watch out for those. Yeah, it, uh, I think I think we were talking with Andy, and it's like, it's where the hierarchy, where from the bottom one is most important is nutrition, I guess training, cardio supplementation, but seems like a lot of the meal plans we're getting, it's the other way around. It's supplementation and cardio comes first. So you have all these supplements thrown at you for prep, your fat burners, and and then two hours of cardio, and then you don't even know how training looks like because you ask the person, how do you train? And it's, 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 it's just, usually very high volume just to get you almost tired and i mean you're already in prep you're going to be tired your food's low your glycogen everything's low and then nutrition is almost last which is the most important when it comes to being in season because you're just preserving muscle and trying to get lean and preserve a nice body composition for the stage so it's it's a it's, it's a bit i think a lot of people need to unlearn a lot of things yeah. yeah, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say on my meal plan, they were being told to also take cat burners, CLA. The first thing I did was like scrap that sort of stuff. It's, it's, it's rubbish. It's like a fat burner is just essentially spice. You know, a fat burner is spicy caffeine. K N and you know shit like that with a high dose of caffeine. Yeah. You can use it as a pre-workout if you want, but yeah, there's a problem with like when you're such low calories, you become dependent on caffeine to give you any energy. Yeah. Right? And therefore, your digestion suffers because caffeine doesn't affect digestion. It affects adrenals. Mm-hmm. So that's also not going to affect the hormones. So, you know, and then it's a big waste of time, you know, Alcarnity is a waste of time unless you're injecting it. You know, all alcarnity does nothing. So, you know, a lot of people, it's like, if a coach is reliable, you know, telling you to take all these supplements and get go, no, the only ones I ever say is take uh, omega oils or fish oils, because one, you know, great for your health generally, but also, you know, especially when you're in a deplete state, they'll, they'll you know, become really useful. Um, a bit of protein powder to make sure you hit your protein targets. And, you know, pretty much that's it. Because, you know, creatine's the other one I tend to use more for 
you know, not necessarily prep, but like, you know, for general health, you know, brain, brain health as well as, you know, the muscle energy side. But, you know, even creatine oil class is essential. The only one I do class as essential is those, you know, fish and omega oils because people aren't getting them enough. And vitamin D often that people work in an office. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say, you know, if, if you, for, for women, you might want other supplements to help you because, you know, when calories get so low, you know, you might not have access to so many of the micronutrients. You might need extra supplements to support your hormones there. But again, like with that, that, that kind of meal plan, there's no yeah. information about nutrient yeah. timing, which we've talked about, which becomes really important when you're in a deficit because you're still trying to preserve your muscle mass. So you want your sessions to be as intense as they can. You know, so you're trying to, you know, car, like time your carbs around your workouts, you know, things like that to just make, to maximize everything and to make you feel as good as you possibly can whilst in a deficit so on a meal plan like that there's there's nothing there's there's i would say zero thought to you know carb timing or anything like that and that can really play a big role and yeah the same with the same with supplements i think that like the gents said like when you start out start with the basics and then as you go along and like if you you're suffering certain sort of hormonal symptoms maybe some signs of dysfunction you could be like okay let's you know either like okay let's do some refeeds like some two or three days back to back refeeds see if that helps or maybe we just need to increase carbs a bit for you know just play around with your macronutrients or introduce some some supplements i mean ones that do help the cycle of magnesium making sure you're getting in your b vitamins the omega-3s are really important you know so again making sure that with the fats that you're eating, you're going more for the unsaturated fats. Um, and I mean, in, in that plan, the fats were literally coming from, I would say, the oats <laughs> and like trace fats from the, 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 the meat. And I think in one day they had like, oh, lucky them, one egg yolk. Um, it's like that is that's there's so many nutritional deficiencies there. You know, I, if I was. That was my diet plan. Yeah, you shouldn't be, your plan shouldn't rely on supplements from day one. Mm. As you said something right there, is only start taking supplements when you're deficient in things. It's like Dr. Dean always says when he checks blood. He says, don't even take a multivitamin unless you're vitamin deficient anyway. Because, you know, you you, you want to keep a sort of that homeostasis, that balance of your vitamins. And if you're already taking it again but the fact is with that one with that middle plan is you will be so deficient i wouldn't even know where to start the supplementation because you'd be so deficient it's like if you're not careful you'll overdo it on one thing yeah <laughs> so the only way to combat that is to increase food and mm-hmm. make it good food lots of vegetables lots of essential oils you know good quality protein sources mm-hmm. and yeah as i said you know, so when I took a lot of them, focus on lean, lean protein choices, but adding back in um, olive oil and nut oils back into your meals. Mm-hmm. You know, let's get the fats back up there. You know, on, you slightly, you know, she had her last refeed day yesterday. As in, you know,
up to you know as I can join her and she you know she had bread and things and she was quite happy mm. but but you know because actually you know like I've said you will not be like can tell you this, you will not be at your best ever look we're gonna have to do other shows where we can do you properly we'll have to come back at this stage rebuild you up but because it's your first show it still will be your best look you've ever had but mm. uh, you know what we want to do is use this as you know what actually needs to happen in the future you know you've been miscoached but you know let's get you yeah know, keep this a health priority and get you to stage best you can as healthy as you can yeah and, and you know, yeah and again for women like i know it's extremely expensive to get your blood work done here but you can still do it and claim it through insurance like Again, for this client, I would say it'd be good that she did get her blood work done, like maybe after, like a month or two yeah, after, after the competition, just to yeah. make sure. Because even five weeks on that insaneness and going to hospital yeah. with cramps, like there is there is dysfunction already there. And I mean, you've helped to to stop it, but you know, carrying on being in a deficit is not gonna, you know, help it. And it really yeah, takes like, time. It takes so much time to to yeah, like we said, to rebalance that. So you know, if you are a competitor, you know you've got to think about you know getting your blood work done, um, and you know then afterwards really prioritizing your health because if that's not in place, you're never gonna look your best. You really won't. <laughs> so yeah, always remember. That's the thing, you know. If you start trashing your hormones. Yeah, you need to spend almost double the amount of time you spend mm-hmm. trashing your hormones yeah. to get back up to the equilibrium. Well, mm-hmm. like it'd be say, you know, say a ten week prep in total or twelve week prep. Twenty four weeks, you know, climbing up to maintenance, holding maintenance by twenty four weeks, then going to a surplus for a little bit longer. Before coming down again, just yeah, we need to keep your maintenance of what is in place because even if you start adding food, that can have its own stresses and digestive issues. So mm-hmm. yeah, you want to get to be in a healthy place before you push either way. Yeah. So it needs to be yeah. Also. Period of maintenance. Also yeah, I think before we end, I think uh, most people, not only women, also men, need to understand that. There's no magic number in like a 12-week prep. No one says you have to do a 12-week prep. It's not... I don't know what the obsession is with... Because uh, I've worked... I've just worked with a lot of Kenyan competitors. So I will speak uh, on behalf of like the Kenyan competitors. There's 12-week prep is not a magic number. No, It doesn't say you will... I know most people do 12 weeks because they're scared of dieting down and... Uh, getting into a structure and this happens mostly because of like we said a bit um, let me not call it mediocre but unstructured off season where when it comes to dieting or diet prep it's like day one you've just cut out everything and started afresh and that's why I think a lot of people do 10 to 12 weeks to try make the suffering as short as possible but it's not a magic number it's, it's, oh. <laughs> it's there's actually in most coaching books 
Yeah. No, I was saying in most coaching books you'll get the. It's it's a small formula that gives you a range on you know how long your prep should be, and that that is another way of individualizing it, especially if you're working alone. But if you're working with someone, a coach or a mentor, you you learn there's no magic in twelve week prep. This is a thing. I think people learn that from the pros. Yeah. In fact, they're even pros now extending their press. Yeah, big time. But the thing that realised, like, you know, the days of Jay Cutler who do a 12 week prep is, you know, these guys have a lot more muscle in you. Oh, major. So it's easier for them to get lean. They can just pull out food. Like, first four weeks of prep then is just pulling out shit food. Yeah. And we lose weight, we drop it. <laughs> you know, we a lot of exogenous hormones. True. And. You know, it makes maintaining the muscle a lot easier when you're on exogenous hormones. So what we got to do, because they've got so much muscle, they're burning a lot of calories naturally. So they're probably burning 500 calories, 5,000 calories a day. Crazy, so when we yeah. go down to 4,000 calories, that's a 1,000 calorie deficit. Easy. <laughs> and know, still a lot of food. It's, you know, when you're smaller, you've got to take longer because actually, you know, you don't want to go from say 2,500 calories to 1,500 on day one. Mm. Yeah, because it doesn't give you room to progress. Yeah, you know, true. Just you know, damage yourself. So yeah, you need to keep yourself longer. I, I say for most people, you know, you shouldn't be thinking any less than 20. That's not a magic point, by the way. Same, 16 yeah, to 20. Yeah, it's not but yeah, 20 weeks gives you generally enough time to change things up. Yeah. And I mean that's five months, people. And it's and I think people. That's five months. Yeah. When, so, mm-hmm. when Andy is saying twenty weeks, I I guess people are thinking it's not twenty weeks on six hundred calories no. from day one. Yeah. No. God. It's a slow. It's it's a slow wave just going down and getting you into shape slowly. So <laughs> with the same foods you've been using off season. You've been on off season. If you've been off season, that first part of that 20 weeks is just going to be a maintenance before going down again. Yeah. And that's important, especially for women. You just you just don't cut out a no. thousand calories. Women are very different, as yeah, we've said it's... before to men. You have to be very, very careful. And every woman is so different. You know, some are more resilient than others. Um, but I would say that, you know, when, when we put up that horrendous 700 calorie meal plan, the amount of women who DM me who are not competitors who say, oh my gosh, I was given that exact same diet. And these are gen pop women. They're not competitors. So if that, if your coach is giving you someone who just wants to lose fat, you're not doing a competition, you do not ever, ever, ever need to get that extreme. It is never worth it. You know, if you have a competition or something like that, you know, it will get a bit hard at the end, but nothing like that. So if your coach gives you that or something that looks like that, I would say even if it's under 1,500 calories from the get-go, you know, question that coach. Being no. like, you know, why would you start on 1,500? Because if you are starting on 1,500, you're probably not even at your maintenance calories anyway. And a diet is not going to work for you. You need to spend time building your calories up to your close to your predicted maintenance. So always question the coach. There is enough information on, you know, social media to help guide you this podcast to guide you. Like 
what kind of calories should you be on? Like, are you actually ready to go into fat loss? You know, and fitness and health are very different things. If you are a bodybuilder, you need to make sure you've done a good off season. You need to make sure you're ready to, you know, commit to a five month prep. Um, you need to be prepared mentally. You need to be prepared for afterwards and you need to get yourself a good coach. So there is all the information out there for you to make a good informed choice about your decision and a good coach to work with. You know, don't don't be lazy and be like, I want a meal plan, because if that's what you get, you know, that is sadly your fault. And if you don't run and you're feeling like crap and you're going to hospital because you've got such bad menstrual cramps, you know, you need to wake up and be like, this, this is not right. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. Like, with Gen Pop clients, I always say, what happened with your weight gain? You know, it's like, I used to be athletic when I was young or whatever, then over time I put on weight. Well, listen to what you just said, over time you've put on weight. Now we've got to reverse that. So you put on weight in the, you know, suddenly in a few weeks, you suddenly add a lot of body fat. It's a gradual process. And the reverse of that, losing body fat has to be a gradual process. It has to be you know, the opposite. You, know, you can't do things just overnight. You don't gain fat overnight. It's over a consistent period of being a surplus over time, over time, over time. Right? Mixed with you know, different, yeah. Health issues flip on its head. You know, if you're a general pop client, you know, you get, you know, it's a long time learning, learning, learning over time, adjusting. You know, we could be talking years, a year, you know, a year to be, but that's the best way to do it for health because, you know, you've got to do it, as we said, like a staircase. So, you know, a bit, bit fat loss maintenance, fat loss dark breaks, you know, so you're just not getting hammered. But, yeah. You know, and I encourage people, a lot of my deloads of diet rates, if someone goes on holiday, I say, mm-hmm. don't worry about training. Do as much training as you want to do for your mental health and fun. Be active, do your swimming in the pool with kids, but eat, you know, within reason, you know, if you're on the coast, they always say, crack on with all the seafood, enjoy that, you know. You're not, just stay active, you know, have some ice cream, you know, have that diet break, you know. You're not... If, you know, if, if I've done my job properly, we've learned enough up to that part where I know they're not going to go crazy, but you understand energy balance. Yeah. And that's my job as a coach, making sure they can go on holiday and enjoy themselves still. And yeah. I'm back on holiday losing weight. Going, how that happens? Well, you know, we can diet for a while, cortisol levels build up. You know, you've now de-stressed, your digestion's probably improved. You know, and you're active. Simple as that. Yeah, and I mean, again, so different if you are doing a bodybuilding competition, um, because you, yeah. you know, you probably won't have that wiggle room to, you know, go on holiday and be so flexible. So again, you need to plan ahead. You know, you have to commit to however long your prep is going to be, so that you can do it to the best of your ability. Like, get it done. Um, you know, and try and keep healthy as possible. And just remember your body is so interconnected, like your gut health to your mental health, to your adrenals, to your hormones, to your thyroid, like an impact on one is gonna impact the other. And these can have repercussions down the line. 
Um, so you know what you're doing in your prep is going to affect you later on so you might as well make your prep as healthy as you can and being on 12 grams of fat and sub 80 grams of carbs is not going to do that you are going to have some serious health problems down the line some serious hormonal imbalances you know you're going to spend a lot of time and probably money you know trying to get back to health so I think to, to sum up, like do your research, find yourself a good coach. And as we're always saying, if you have an understanding of the basics, you would look at that meal plan from the get go and just tell your coach to go stuff that in their face. Yeah. Hey, coach, yeah, yeah, exactly. You go and eat eight strawberries and three egg whites for dinner. Uh, I mean, it's, it is horrendous and no, no one should have to do that. But honestly, there is enough information on all of our IG pages on this podcast that you'll understand the basics of nutrition and know that that is such a bad idea. And if you are unsure, you can always send us a message and we can tell you to run for the hills <laughs> or not. Yep. Yeah, gents, any closing closing comments apart from the terribleness uh, of that plan? <laughs> um, yeah, maybe just one note. Uh, don't waste your money on fat burners. Yeah, don't waste your money on fat burners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, we um, hope this podcast has been you useful. Are, one, one thing I say is, yeah. as a client, you do have a responsibility to your own health. Yep, big time. Yeah, looks terrible. Just walk away, you know. Yes, you may lose some money. Thank you for a coach, but your health comes first. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. 100% mate. Health, health first. Mm -hmm. Health first, everyone. All right. All right. Well, yeah, hope that was useful. And of course, if you do have any questions, we are always happy to answer them. And we'll see you in the next episode.